You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I'm your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, David Flowers, Tony Groves, and William Gibson. Hey, guys. Hey. How's it going, man? Hey, guys. Uh, hey. Well, we made it. This is the 100th episode. Unbelievable. I think that's yeah. a milestone for any podcast to hit 100 of them. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's huge, man. It's uh it's uh it's been around it's been around for quite a while now. Um 100 episodes though. That's that that's a big number. I can't believe it's been 20 weeks cuz I started listening around episode 80 or 81, something like that. <laughs> yeah, it has, it hasn't always been a weekly program. Sometimes we were doing bi-weekly and stuff like that. But uh yeah, it's pretty cool uh you, David, you're asking me, well, what are we going to do for the 100th episode? I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, I just do my normal thing. Uh, I thought we'd go over some statistics. So I, I brought up the stats, and uh, I did keep pretty good stats of uh, the podcast. So this is what I came up with. 100 episodes, 32 months is how long we've been doing this. 32 months. That doesn't sound right, but maybe uh, I, that could be wrong. And uh, amongst those 32 months, I counted 42,404 downloads. That's an average of 424 downloads per episode. Uh, episode 23, called DX11 iRacing Catches Up, was the most popular downloaded podcast at a high of 687. And 40% consume via iPhone, 18% via SoundCloud. Uh, and then countries, uh, this is kind of neat, uh, international, we do have an international listening audience. So USA, 71%, uh, United Kingdom, 10%, Australia, 7%, Canada, 4 New Zealand, 1.5%, Netherlands, 0.5%. Other countries with small, below one percentages include Brazil, Finland, Sweden, Switzerland, Italy, France, Germany, Portugal, Mexico, Spain, Denmark, Austria, Ireland, Russia, Poland, South Africa, and Luxembourg. Wow, I had no idea. That's that's amazing. That's pretty cool. That think all those people that are uh, listening to this, you know, on a regular basis. So thank you. To all the listeners, we wouldn't be doing this without you. Uh, we do appreciate your support, and uh, we'll keep going. Uh, as, as you might have noticed in the title of the podcast, I always put what episode number it is. And since the very first one, I did it with uh, four digits. I put 0001, uh, thinking that I would at some point get to the triple digits and at some point get to the four digits long. And so, uh, well, we've hit the triple digits. Now just 999 more episodes to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. Uh, 900, 800, we'll yeah, go yeah, 899 more episodes to go. There you go. How many months would that be at the rate we're going? 
that that's good math. Let me think. I don't 32, know. You... Thirty-two times eight. Whatever that is. Uh, three hundred months. Well, three times. It yeah. it breaks eight, down to twenty-one four. years. Twenty-one years. There you go. Well, we know what you're going to do in retirement, Mike. Hey, you know, as long as I'm racing, I'll, I'll keep doing it. It's fun. Uh, it gives us an outlet to talk about our racing, and that's really what this podcast is, was started for, was let's talk about how our races went, what went wrong, what went right, you know, and, and at least uh, be able to verbalize the results. So let's get into it. Uh, moving on, there's no at NASCAR iRacing Series. It's a poor off-season but we do have Road to Pro, and we ran Homestead this last week. I finished in the Road to Pro at Homestead, P15, split four out of six. Uh, I got door slammed twice, and five minutes of damage. There were lots of attrition in the race, too. And I got to tell you, getting door slammed, is it just sucks, because your race is ruined at that point, it, especially in the split I'm in, because... If you have any damage at all, you lose your speed, especially at this track, and you just can't keep up. You, you're not competitive, and you're not going to be, you know, contending for a win or a top five and that kind of thing when you have damage, and it just sucks. And you know, the guy just comes up into you, and he gives you, a, you know, oh, I'm sorry, it's like no big deal to him, but my race is over, you know. Yeah, I'm still a little hot from Homestead. I had kept my nose clean all race. I was doing great. I had worked my way slowly up to eighth. And some guy got wrecked. And literally on the last three or four laps, we were under caution. He comes flying through the field, takes out a bunch of people. And next thing I know, he's literally stopped right in front of me. And, you know, we're slowing down for the caution and completely makes me, like, get black flag due to damage because he just parked his car right in the middle of the track and I didn't see it till it was too late as we were slowing down. Oh, yeah. I, so you finished with a black flag, right? Yeah. So I, I had to pull over and it ultimately made me finish, like, 18th, I think, when I would have finished 8th, all because this guy got mad. And I'm like, dude, why did you do that? I, I got wrecked out. Okay, 21st is what you got. Oh, okay. See, there there I go, trying to trying to make it even feel better, but but uh no, it just I I understand other people get wrecked out, but don't don't ruin everybody else's race. Yeah, that was a bad deal. Uh Matt Cisna also ran with us. He finished P29. I don't recall. I don't think he finished the race though. He got wrecked or something, right? Uh, uh, don't remember. Yeah, and then Chris Burling ran with us as well. He got the best result out of everybody. P11. He was actually leading the race with eight to go. And uh, God, I don't really remember exactly what happened there to he, make him go back to eleventh. He ended up getting a black flag under caution somehow. It like it 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 said he passed somebody under caution, and I saw oh. it. He didn't. He didn't pass anybody, but according right. to the iRacing to... server, it was, yeah. Now, he served his flag, if I recall, and that put him back to P11 last car in the lead lap or something. Yeah, and, you know, even though I served, served mine with my repairs and everything, it that's what made me, you know, different. 
Right. Well, I would, you know, the, the thing about this series, there's only one start a week. And so if you get door slammed, you know, you're going to have a crap result, you know, and that, that's why it was kind of a bummer. So I'm hoping for better results tonight. We got, uh, auto club speedway known as Fontana known as California. I actually, uh, William, you and I were just running some laps there, uh, trying our various, uh, team sets. Uh, what do you think about California? Uh, it's actually, I live like 30 minutes away, 40 minutes away from that track. Um, I'm actually going to miss out on tonight's race, so I was really looking forward to it. I love that track. Uh, I think I'm excited to watch the top split. Uh, hopefully there's a little less attrition in this race because it's such a wide track. Um, but it's, it amazes me how rough it is going down that back stretch. So um, I'm rooting for you guys. Hopefully you guys all get good finishes, but I'm going to actually miss out on tonight's race. Yeah. Yeah, we figured out what set we're going to run, I think. Uh, I was looking at points. I'm 108 out of 409 the other thing i noticed is there's no divisions in the pro series it's just all one division for everybody yeah i'll be missing tonight's race too i uh unfortunately that's like one of the few tracks i actually don't have for nascar <laughs> right what about you tony well i'm back to that old adage i don't have that track um, yeah you also that's what i thought yeah, well, my, <clears throat> I'm I'm still not actually finished work, so once we're done recording here, I got to go back to work for an hour. So, <laughs> oh man, ouch! But you've been busy, Tony. You actually got your uh, a license uh, this week, right? I did. Yeah, um, I ran a, a. I only needed the one race, and just trying to find time. Holy cow! It's 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 been a. A rare commodity for me the, these last few weeks, but uh, I ran a B, uh, the B car at uh, Richmond. Um, I can't even remember where I finished. Uh, I think it was like 12 or 13th or something like that. It was, it was a, you know, it was a good race and all. Um, I was just out there, just trying to keep myself clean, just to push through that last race to finally break into the A license. Right. Well, good job. Now keep it. <laughs> That's the hard part. Uh, I did uh, some racing. Well, I did some practice. I did some dirt laps, uh, kind of thinking about next week and uh, what's coming with dirt. I was out in the street stock running at uh, USA. I actually put a video up on Facebook. Uh, uh, David, you saw that, and you were like, man, you can really get around that track, but it actually is a video of me crashing on the straightaway. <laughs> I saw, but at least you can get around a corner, Mike. I can't even do that, so. Well, yeah, I can kind of get around the track, but I don't. I'm not fast by any means, so. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually have to post my setup for you guys there. It's not the best, but it helps it a little bit. Um, that was the one thing I actually grew up racing dirt track stuff for quite a while, and those street stocks. Something about them just doesn't feel 100 percent right. Um, the way they kind of snap on you there. So I see like a lot of races I do in like the rookie street stocks or even class C street stocks. People tend to have that issue on those things. Cause I know they talked about the ghost cars hidden and everything a few, probably like a month or so now. Um, yeah, no, I'm excited for that dirt license and hopefully we could start doing more dirt stuff. Yep. Yep. All right, let's jump into topics next. Uh, Tony, you're up. 
All right. Well, uh, let's head to the polls. Um, there's a there's one about uh, which one's better, the Oculus or HTC Vive. Um, and Oculus is is the favored one uh, at ninety one percent with uh, fifty two uh, total uh, votes tallied for that and fifty seven votes in total. Um, I don't have an opinion on either one. Um, I think at this point either one would be kind of cool to, to to at least try out. But uh, apparently Oculus is the is the high favorite. Yeah, it's it's more of a popularity contest than anything. I mean, how many people have actually tried both of them? You know, I like you said, I don't even feel like voting if I haven't actually tried them. So, yeah, I race in the Oculus, and I primarily race dirt. Um, I would say the Oculus works perfectly fine. I've never tried a Vive, but um, so I couldn't say whether the Vive or Oculus is better. But I know I n- never really had an issue with the Oculus, so. I love it. It feels like you're wearing a helmet. You get that good sense of immersion into the sim. Um, I'm probably a little slower on an Oculus than I probably would be on triple monitors, but I like having that real-life experience, and the first time I tried it, I was hooked. It's something I uh, I wish every iRacing user could try out at least once because it is a whole new experience. Yeah, cool. Which I always get confused. Which which one of those is the one that doesn't have like the sensors that you got to put up everywhere? It kind of just works with the helmet. So there's a new one we talked about. It was a Samsung Odyssey. That might that's be the it. one you're thinking of. Yeah, it. okay. it's brand new. And there's actually a thread. The forum is about the Samsung Odyssey, where some people have actually gotten it already, and they're kind of working through some of the you know, initial setup blues. <laughs> yeah, both the Vive and Oculus use sensors. I think the Vive sensors are a little bit bigger and bulkier, and it's a little pricier, so I think that's probably why it's losing out in the poll here. I know Oculus was down to like 400 bucks for everything you needed to get it going, um, where Vive, I don't think I've ever seen less than 600 so I think that's a, a huge factor. Well, and Vive hasn't been around as long as Oculus. There was already a huge Oculus, uh, you know, a lot of people had it before the Vive even was, you know, came out. All right, let's jump to the next topic. Uh, iRacing's been teasing us, saying there's going to be in the release next week uh, something to do with uh, the physics on the A car, and nobody really knows what, what's going to happen. Now, Tyler Hudson left a couple uh, hints in the forums. Uh, he mentioned, uh, honestly, can't tell you the engineering terms for what has changed. I haven't kept up with it much because of other things. Um, but when I tested it for a few laps, my initial impressions, I was shocked, pun intended, at how much I was braking on new tires at a mile and a half and how free the car felt on entry. That's all I will have to say. And so one of our teammates was saying, because he said, I was shocked, pun intended, that it's a, a new shock package, perhaps. Yeah, from what I've been hearing, they're trying to make the sim more like real NASCAR and, more, and real NASCAR right now um, has less rear grip, which is all I need now, because I have enough trouble with the rear grip as it is. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, another tidbit was 
a ton of work went into making lap times comparable for all the NASCAR tracks with the cup car. So they're trying to tighten that up and make it where they actually match. And so that's pretty cool, too. I, I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah, I've been looking at that. I always thought the the iRacing cars always ran a bit faster than NASCAR for whatever reason. This depends on where it is, and uh, but it, it sounds like they're cleaning that up, so that's the good news. So we'll see when the when the release comes out. All right, Tony, what's next? All right, um, Nick Nieben, he uh, he put together uh, called the history of the NASCAR peak antifreeze, and uh, basically what he did was he compiled a whole bunch of uh, information on after uh eight seasons and 135 races just tallied them all up and there's some pretty crazy stats among all these um just a couple right off the top there's been 737,787 laps that have been completed uh 25,968 incidents have been tallied uh 43 different drivers have won an m-pass race and 22 of the 135 races have been won by Ray Alfala. Um, he actually has a, a total of uh, 22 wins uh, over the 135 races, which uh, just about doubles the next uh, the next guy, which is Nick Ott- Ottinger, uh, with 12 wins. Um, there's a, a lot of stats here, um, and you know, for top fives and. Um, you know, Ray Alfala, once again, uh, tops that list as well. And he tops it a lot. He more than doubles the second guy again. Yeah, I mean, 76 top fives, and, and Michael Conti came in right behind him, sitting at uh, 36, and then the, the, the field tightens right up. There's a lot of guys close together, but, uh, yeah, well, I mean, we all knew Ray Alfala was, was killing it out there, but having a look at these stats you uh I didn't realize it was he was that far ahead yeah i don't think i've ever seen a, a compilation of this you know kind of thing where all the peak uh stats are combined over you know all eight years so that's kind of neat to see you know ray is won 16 percent of all the races he's won of all the races he's uh, run in the peak, he's won 16% of those. That's huge. That's a huge number. And for that competitive of a field, uh, it's just amazing that he's getting 16%. Yeah, I mean, even just like uh, 16% to see in just your regular stats would be like, holy right. cow, this is insane. But this is like at the top level, and, right. and he's just smashing it. Yeah, bow down, bow down. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool to check check that out. You can uh, search the forums for NASCAR Peak Antifreeze Series stats after 135, meaning 135 races. One of the stats I kind of looked at and kind of thought was much inter- interesting was the cautions. You could kind of see a general decline from 2011 all the way to 2016 as far as number of cautions per race. And it's actually going slightly back up in 2017. So um, I don't know if that has to do more with they actually go into that new elimination format. Because I know when I first started watching, it seemed like a, quite a few races ended under caution. 
I'm curious to see if that trend continues over next year. Well, it it also was probably the fact that the new car, the new Gen Six car, when cars get together, they have a lot less downforce. And when you when you got one car takes downforce off you, you just end up going around. Oh, yeah, cool. That makes sense. Well, here's another interesting little tidbit to go along with the with the cautions. There, um, you know, they they talk about Martinsville 2011 holds the record for most cautions at 20. Uh, 24 cautions for 125 laps, which is 50% of the race. Um, but they also say of the top 20 most cautions in a race, all but one race occurred in 2013 or earlier, and that was New Hampshire 2017 with 13 cautions. I've, you know, the the racing there has just obviously gotten a heck of a lot better, and that graph kind of shows that. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool that he put all this together, and it's it was very well presented and easy to read. And uh, this guy is also obviously a statistician or a mathematician or something. Another one I noticed was kind of cool is I did not know Dale Earnhardt Jr. won the first uh, Daytona race in 2010. That is pretty cool. I didn't know that either until I saw that. User entered your channel. Well, it looks like uh, Mr. Uh, John Hammer has joined us. Hey, John, uh, thanks for jumping in. We were just looking at these uh, stats uh, for the Peak Series that Nick Nieben put together uh, that showed uh, across all eight seasons. Oh, yeah, I can't hear you. Well, we we, lost, we don't have Hammer. He's in here, but we can't hear him. <laughs> Uh, How about now? Yeah, there you are. Welcome. Sorry about that. The microphone on my earplugs must be toast. My fault. So did you get a chance to look at these stats, Hammer? No, I haven't looked at them. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, Ray Alfala has won 16% of all the races they've run in the Peak Series. Uh, pretty uh, amazing stat. We are just kind of going through those. Well, he is sort of the man. I would say so. That's a pretty pretty stout number. Uh, before we move to the next topic, let me ask you this, John. Uh, we were just talking about the caution count per race. Uh, there's a visual graph here where in 2010, 2011 was really the high as far as how many cautions. And it looks like the low was 2016. And it looks like 2017, it grew. It's starting to go back up. What do you think about that? What would be the reason for the caution decline over the years? I would correlate it to a decline in the participation, at least in the A series. Right. I remember when we had those strength of field races and everybody would show up and we would call it big sim racing and it would be the B car and everybody would wreck endlessly. <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty cool. Check uh, that out if you have time. They're pretty cool stats. Uh, like I said, real easy to read, and uh, it's a lot of interesting little uh, tidbits there. I'm surprised I didn't see that. Is that in the Enpass forum or in the Gen Six forum or where is that? Yeah, Enpass forum. Okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah I'll Nick, definitely take a look at that. Yeah, Nick is a wizard with all the numbers and stuff. He's done a good job with this, obviously. 
All right, next topic. Uh, let's talk about something I ran across the other day on Facebook. Uh, somebody was asking me about the uh, or asking the group about FPS box and what is what does it mean? And so I actually went and found the answer uh, on the iRacing FAQ website. They actually have a website FAQ.iRacing.com, and uh, let's go through what that little box means in the upper right corner. Uh, L is latency. And that's the data transmission delay between your system and the iRacing server. Uh, So that's delay. It's called latency. And then Q is quality of the connection to the iRacing server. Q for quality. S is service, showing the state of synchronization between your computer and iRacing. And P, page fault meter, indicates you're experiencing system page faults related to memory settings. Now, what does that mean? Page fault meter, if that one's going uh, like a solid yellow, that means that you have other stuff on your computer running while you're trying to run the sim. Like your virus, antivirus is running a scan or something like that. It can also mean that you don't have enough graphics power to do the computing for the graphics settings that you have. Right. Yeah, something's being overworked is what you're getting down to. Technically, what it's doing is it's page flying, which is writing um, memory to your hard drive. Right. And then there's an F, and that's force feedback of the steering wheel. Uh, Now, there's a setting in the app INI that you can turn on which will enable three additional lines called C, R, and G. And these are numbers uh, like 2.2, 6.2, that kind of thing. And it's really, uh, let's see here if it says, the CPU usage for physics thread for C, R is the CPU usage for rendering thread, and G, the GPU usage. I didn't know about those. Yeah, I have those turned on. Um, I don't think it says where to turn it on in the app on I, but uh, if you look through there, you'll find it. Uh, it's pretty obvious. You just flip it from a one to a zero, and it it comes up. Oh, that's a pretty handy bit of information. I always wondered how much graphics I'm using. Yeah, so check that out. Uh, Anyway, uh, you can find that on the FAQ website, faq.iracing.com, and search FPS. All right, Tony, what do you got next? Well, somebody uh, looked like somebody thought they saw a winged version of the uh, um, midget car that they're uh, they've they've scanned in and is going to be a part of the sim. Um, but that was quickly uh, brought down. It looked like it was just a mistake from uh the front and side visors um now i don't know much about midget racing do they have winged versions and could that be a possibility i i don't think so yeah i think it was just the the visors are kind of crazy big and somebody saw those and they just assumed it was a wing yeah i don't think i've ever seen any kind of winged midget before or not that caliber midget they have like 600 sprints which are like another step down that are winged but anything of that nature with that four cylinder that's always going to be a non-winged 
What's cool about this thread is uh, some people put up some pictures of Christopher Bell in the Sprint car. And this is the actual car that got scanned. And it also has a nice picture of him sitting in it in his living room. And uh, I mentioned this on the last podcast, but he actually uh, has this this car in his living room. And he's got like a, a helmet case and he's got a suitcase, like, well, a suitcase. It's actually a real tall glass display where it has his uh, suit in it, his racing suit, his fire suit uh, from Toyota. And it looks really neat, you know, kind of a neat display with the car. So uh, pretty cool picture. Check that out. You can find it uh, searching Wings on the Midget. Yeah, what a conversation piece to have in your house, eh? I mean, that would strike up, that would strike up a lot. Yeah, it's kind of cool. He's got the tire sitting on a little square of carpet, you know, so he doesn't mess up the nice wood floor. All right, next topic is, guess what? Kevin Bobbitt has posted that our friends over at blipshift.com backslash iRacing are now selling official iRacing shirts. Right now, there's only one design to start off with, but they're great quality shirts. We will add more and plan to have a design contest where the best design will be available for purchase. You can order your shirt at blipshift.com. And what do you guys think? Uh, I was looking at this and they have fitted tee, heavy duty tee, long sleeve, and then they have actual hoodies. And the hoodies are kind of cool, like a hoodie extra large, 39 bucks. I think they look really nice. I kind of want to end up getting one eventually just so, you know, when you're out and about and someone spots it, you meet some fellow iRacers. But I, if they're good quality and stuff, I think that's really cool. And hopefully they do some really cool designs with the design contest. I know this community has some amazing artists just going through the paints on trading paints and everything. I'm just be really cool to see what people come up with. Yeah, I almost want to wait and see what the contest ends up you know, coming out with before I order. But this one is cool. It's just a white shirt with the iRacing logo on it, you know, red, white, and blue. And the T-shirt is $19 plus $3.45 shipping. So not a bad price. What do you guys think? You going to get one for Christmas? Put it on the Christmas list? No, not me. Um, I, I'm kind of with uh, with William. I want to wait and see what they what they come up with. I mean, you know, the iRacing logo is cool, but um, just to slap it on a T-shirt, wear it around, I I, I kind of want to have a little bit more more going on there. Yeah, I'm more of a golf polo shirt kind of guy. I don't really do T-shirts, so we'll see. I mean, uh, we'll see what they come up with. So pretty cool. Check that out blipshift.com all right what's next well i hope i'm not gonna dash anyone's hopes here but um a question was asked about uh they're gonna have the day night cycles uh ready for the daytona 24-hour race and uh tony gardner posted no unfortunately uh it's not gonna happen but the goal is to have it for some of the other 24-hour races in 2018 so something a little to look forward to it's just not going to be for daytona 
Soon, soon, soon. Haha, <laughs> soon. Pretty right. much. Well, it, yeah, that is coming up soon. I mean, that's only a month and a half away, that race, so. Yeah, they won't be ready for that. But it's it's neat that they're, we know they're working on the day-night cycle stuff, so it's coming. How is the 24 hours of Daytona already that close? It's not much of an off-season, I tell you. All right, next up is, they've announced it, uh, season one release, December 5th. Uh, we're going to have week 13, that's next week, and uh, December 5th is when they're going to put out the release. That's a week from today on a Tuesday, so. All right, Tony, what do you got next? Well, the, uh, a little bit more about the uh, the Black Friday, and uh, I apologize here because I didn't get to read up on this one much. Um, looks like a Cyber Monday and Tuesday sale on iRacing at the uh, 25 bonus credits when you purchase 75 credits using promo code PR17CYBER1127 when you check out. Um, offers, well, I guess the offers was valid yesterday and today. And today, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I took advantage of that and then I stacked it on top of the 25% off the renewal, so... That pretty much paid for my renewal, and I think I picked up a couple cars, so I'm glad I kind of held off on that. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Yeah, somebody in the forums pointed that out. Hey, can we stack these deals together? And the answer is yes. Tony Gardner actually confirmed it in the forums. And so, William, you, you're the smartest one out there. You got it done, right? Well, I've been swamped with work all week, and um, I got an email early in the morning. I'm like, I better hop on this before I forget. And I'm really glad I did because I picked up the Ferrari GT for the 24 hours, got that renewal done, so I don't have to worry about that for a while. So I'm pretty much set for quite a while. So my wife will be happy I'm not spending too much more money on the sim now. (laughs) Yeah, so if you need renewal, now is the time. Today, today, today. All right, next up... uh... It is the final week of this season's Time Attack series. iRacing reminds us on Twitter, will there be any last-second pushes for the hottest lap? Are you going to win anything? Uh, We're at the end of the season here, guys, so uh, whoever has the the hottest laps wins. I I still haven't done this. I think this counts if you do all your laps... Or like in each series, you enter for the random chance, I believe, of 100 credits, if I'm not mistaken. So I need to make sure I put all my laps in in every car. Um, I know I'm not fast enough to get the top spot on anything, but at least have a chance for that random winner. Right. Just put a few laps in on each one and you're in, right? I, yeah, I haven't really taken time to fool with Time Attack yet. I guess I should take a look at it this week if I have time. Maybe I can win the hundred bucks. I haven't opened it yet. Nope. Have you tried the new UI at all, John? Yeah, I've been on it a couple of times, but it was a month or so ago. 
it was really for me just a gateway to get to the time attack just to look at it but i was there for like five minutes checked it out and i was gone yeah i i've tried the new ui but when i play in vr you have to have your vr headset on so after races like that's the first thing i want to take off and with the website i could do that but the ui in order to keep maneuvering around you have to leave the headset on so i um i pretty much only use it for time attack huh that's interesting that you know i didn't consider that that uh, that's kind of why I like the website. Like you said, uh, my problem with the new UI is it runs my computer and my graphics card like I'm running the sim. You know, I hear all my fans kick on and all that stuff. Well, when I'm sitting here looking at the website and looking at stats or looking at a schedule, I don't need my computer running, you know. And uh, you just brought up another good point, you know. Hey, I want to get that thing off my head so I can register for the next race, you know. Yeah, and they don't really have a proper, I mean, they show what races are in order, but I love the website, how it has like 115, 2.30, 1 o'clock, whenever the races are kind of on a timeline. You really don't have that option in the um, in the new UI. If I love the way it looks. It looks much nicer and everything, but it just doesn't have the same functionality as the website does yet. Way better. I just don't get the functionality. I'm in the same boat you are. Well, that's the thing. I mean, nobody's going to switch over until it's better than the website. And it's got to have all the functionality of the website, everything. You know, and then it's got to even be more intuitive than the website, you know. And I just don't see how everyone, any they're ever going to get it adopted, you know, at this point. Well, that'll be easy. They'll shut the website down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that will do it, huh? Can you imagine the forums when that happens? No, oh. because there won't be any. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, the the <laughs> member site will be just the forums. I mean, somebody's, you know, hard at work coding the thing, so everybody's like, "Oh, make it better, make it better," but I'm I'm doing software development and just run the basic little program I'm running, just the amount of code you need. It's just like, wow, <laughs> you get a new appreciation for it. Well, it's kind of like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, I know I kind of started iRacing just maybe a month or two before the new UI came out, and it was easy, simple. I hopped right in it, no issue. I wasn't confused at all on how anything worked. Um I almost makes makes me feel like they have something bigger in mind with the UI down the road that there's just something they're kind of throwing out there to work on now because it's like I don't really see the point of it yet. Oh, the website's broken. I mean, it's not broken, but antiquated would be generous. Right. You really can't. Uh, it's not intuitive, kind of at all. Once you understand it, it's really great, but. It's not really intuitive to what you want to do. Like using pull down menus and stuff is kind of old school. Plus, part of it is broken. Like where Will was talking about how they have the timeline of everything. Yeah, that works. But it, as you get higher up in your licenses, it doesn't update to show you what's new available to race. It just shows a couple of things and that's it. Yeah. 
Well, well, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Okay, uh, Tony, what do you got next? Oh, there's a uh, Tony Gardner posted up a new iRacing GRC Scott Speed video, and I haven't uh, listened to the the audio of this video, but I've watched uh, most of it, and oh man, I am just drooling. So they got uh, Scott Speed kind of looks like he's just walking you through uh, a lap. Um, and I, I believe it's at Daytona, um, yeah. and kind of telling you how to get around the track and, and deal with all the obstacles they got there for you. But, oh, <laughs> this just looks so awesome. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a tour where he, yeah, he takes you around, uh, and talks about each corner, if it's either pavement or dirt and how to approach it. He talks about how quick you have to go up through the gears in this car. And how the car doesn't turn very well. I mean, it's really good at deceleration and acceleration, but doesn't turn worth beans. Uh, so Scott, you know, is obviously a three-time GRC champion and obviously knows what he's doing with this with this car. And uh, and then after he goes through the lap, they actually show the entire lap of him running it. You know, uh, and it's pretty cool looking, man. I, I can't wait to jump it, man. I want to jump that thing. Yeah, I'm a big Scott Speed fan from back in his Formula One days. Um, I'm excited to drive this car, but two things I noticed. One was how relaxed he was while driving, because he was like leaning over, talking to the camera. And I didn't see him use a handbrake at all, because I know there's a lot of people questioning, do you need a handbrake to be competitive? And I didn't really see him using anything. So I don't know if he was just cruising there, and that wasn't really a competitive lap. Um but that kind of gave me a little hope because I don't want to have to get a handbrake. But that thing does look like a ton of fun. If that's what it takes to be competitive, I'm definitely going to have to get one. <laughs> well, yeah. you can do a handbrake with a button. And so maybe he was pushing a button. but D- That or he's just that fast. So even driving relaxed, he's still smoking everybody. Who knows? <laughs> he's obviously used to the car. And he's probably had more laps in that car than anybody because he's the one who's been helping them build it. So. Yeah, pretty cool video. That just came out today. Uh, and, and that comes out next week in the release. Uh, everyone gets the free uh, VW uh, Beetle uh, as a free car. And uh, there'll be free tracks like Daytona. Yeah, I requested that day off work. Um, I just want to get a jump on the, all the dirt licenses, try out all the new cars. I'm really excited. All right, next topic, guys, is Kevin Bobbitt put in the forums a uh, PDF download, downloadable PDF, about heat racing. And I actually read this earlier, read most of it, and it's an in-depth discussion about how heat racing works, what the rules are, uh, the general best practices, uh, and and everything related to it. And it's very detailed and uh, interesting to read, actually. Where's that, Mike? It's on the forums. Uh, if you search the word heat racing dash, how does it work? You'll find his uh, post. And it's a 16-page PDF. And it talks about, okay, for example, the typical flow of a heat race event is as follows. First, practice, then qualifying, then a heat race or races. Uh, it can be more than one. Consolation race. Could be more than one. 
warm-up, and then the feature race. And it all occurs in a single iRacing session. You don't have to exit and reconnect as you go from one to the other. Um, the other thing that really kind of jumped out at me was, let me find it here. While you're looking for that, I'm just going to say that while it's great and everything to have all that, me, it's, uh, I would say it's expected. You have proper qualifying in NASCAR, you have practice and warm-up, and you have proper races and championships. So I guess I'm not excited about it because I expected it. Right. Should have been there the whole time, right? <laughs> I don't know if I'm, not necessarily, but. I guess having it show up, so to speak, is kind of like I'm not hyped about it or anything. It's like, okay, well, this is it should be here. So I don't it doesn't think, have to be there all at once. But once it gets there, I don't think there should be this big rejoice. It should be like, okay, I'm paying for that. I don't think it's really going to affect too many of the official series too much because a lot of the like, the other than like maybe the 305 sprint car, most of them don't get enough cars to need like a B main or a constellation race. Cause usually the way he races work is you make it from the heat. And if you don't make it, you go to a constellation race and then maybe like the top two guys go. I'm really excited to see how it works out in um, like league races and hosted races. Yeah. If you get a lot of cars, but I don't think it's going to affect a whole lot on the side of official stuff. It will once the license comes. Right. And that's coming too. So he does mention uh, they're going to use heat racing in several series, including short oval pavement, dirt oval, and GRC. Uh, he said hosted heat racing is also in the works, but maybe get pushed back from being in this build. So it might not be coming to hosted yet. It probably might be official only. I did find what I want to read here. Uh, during practice, everyone is allowed to drive and get ready for the event. To allow everyone to practice, yet keep the number of cars that you might drive against to a reasonable number, cars are split into something called run groups. All run groups are allowed to drive at the same time, but while you are driving, the race server will only send to you the position information for the other cars that are in your own run group. Well, it's kind of like qualifying. You, everybody's in there, but you can't see everybody. You can't see them, right. But you can only, so what you'll see is only the guys that you're going to run with in the heat race. I, like, well, I'm that's excited. pretty. That's a that's no, a go pretty ahead. good adaptation. I'll give them that. Yeah, kind of neat. I just I'm excited because I really want to see um how that works for like street stock and stuff like that because I really I really haven't done any of the like short track stuff like payment wise because now that I have my A license I'm kind of like what's the point but with heat racing and stuff. I might go back to street stock and, you know, super late models, see how I do in some heat races. Well, like William said, I mean, you got to have the people to make this work. If you don't have, you know, 30 cars, it's not really going to work out good. Yeah, and I'm curious, too, like, is your setup going to be locked out of the heat race? Like, I know, especially on dirt tracks, it's usually grippier and tackier early in the night than it slicks off as the night goes on. Um is that going to be locked in? Cause at that point, do you set up for like the heat race and hope you get a good starting point, but then you got to battle in the race or vice versa. 
I feel like no that way. would be that a would, huge that advantage. Would be a but fatal flaw. That would, that would be a no way. They they can't do that. Yeah, I'm sure it's open where you can change stuff. Yeah, at that point, it's going to be a huge advantage for people who could uh, adapt on the fly. Then at that point. Yeah. Well, that's like the NASCAR series. Like, if you're really good with the setups and stuff, you can. You don't have to have three setups. You just go into the session. You look at the weather, or or your driver and your crew, and your driver looks at the weather, and like you just rattle off these changes to do if you know what the changes are. Yeah. All right. Well, another thing to look forward to next week. All right, uh, Tony, what's next? Well, Steve Myers uh, posted up the preliminary 2018 Season 1 schedule. Um, There's a big note to go along with that, which says uh, there are no DER Oval or GRC series listed on this temporary document because the content isn't in the database yet. Um, So they obviously can't put it on the schedule. Um, They've also not decided yet which series will have heat racing, but the current thinking is that they will be the pavement super late model, a wing dirt sprint car, a dirt late model, and the class D level GRC series. Um, Along with that, there will also be a rookie GRC series that will have standalone races featuring the free content, as well as a class D and up GRC series that will feature all content. Um, Lastly, there will also be a dirt midget series. All the Dirt Oval Series will have Knoxville and Lima Land on the schedule. Lima Land will not make the build next week, but it should be out soon. <laughs> All right, schedule's out, guys. I was just looking through it, man. It's a lot of different cars and schedules and races. Man, it's like we're spread too thin is what I think. Yeah, they need to like break that into... like. Here's a road, here's a dirt road, here's a dirt, and here's a oval schedule. Because that's control F. If you hit that, you could search whatever you want, which makes it, is how I navigate that. Because that thing's a huge file. Right. Yep. Uh, I think we're spread too thin. I, you know, everyone's talk, talking about, you know, is next week when the dirt license come, is that going to drive participation to these dirt races and is the heat racing going to drive participation to the the short you know short track pavement stuff you know i think it will but i don't i think it's still an unknown about how much well a perfect example believe it or not is actually the gt or uh, not the gte the uh the imza series that series was dead till they added the ferrari and ford gt gte cars so when they brought those in, those series got brought back to life. So I'm hoping with these that'll, you know, they'll make those series better. Yeah. Well, there's only like 60 active people on in primetime hours in the Gen 6A Open. You're getting basically two splits every night except for Friday and Saturdays. So it's not like there's a lot to pull from anyway. Right. Now, some of those guys will be dirt racing and stuff, likely. So that number will go down. I think most of them are already there, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. At least from at least from that top of people. We might lose a few. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see you know, how it all shakes out. 
All right, let's get into hardware software. Uh, next up is Black Weekend Sale Details from Main Performance PC. And they had a lot of good deals going on. They're actually over. Uh, it's it's funny how this weekend goes. I mean, we only record once a week, so this sale has come and gone in the, the week that we've been off the air. But uh, they had some good deals going. It was $125 off the Revolution cockpit, $50 off the uh, Ozone cockpit, 30% off any accessory for those cockpits, uh, $250 off a gaming PC, and 15% uh, 15% off of any butt kicker uh, product. But I've bought two of my uh, big SIM uh, hardware purchases from this company, and I do trust them. Uh, they, they're, they're really good to work with. I got my pedals from them, as well as my cockpit. What's uh, what's the name again, Mike? Main Performance PC. Uh, their website is mainperformancepc.com. Yeah, when I when I first started looking at a cockpit, the Budo seems like really one of the best deals you can find. Um, it's one I've definitely looked into. I still use a desk chair, but um, those seem to be really top notch stuff. So. Yeah, I got the Revolution mainly because of the keyboard tray design they have. It's a really nice design with the keyboard tray, and you can swing it out of your way when you're racing, and you can swing it back in when you're trying to use a PC like a normal person. <laughs> so it makes the cockpit you know, have multiple uses. So that was important for me because I was working at home at the time when I bought it. And I was it was using it as my work computer as well. So, all right, Tony, what do you got next? Oh, this one uh, comes from Carolina SimWorks. Um, they're announcing the pricing for their new line of uh, racing electronics USB push to talk buttons. Um, you know the ones that uh, you know, they they mount right on your steering wheel, and um, I guess they're they're identical to the to the guys in NASCAR, what they're using on their cars. So, um, uh, I, I don't know what these things cost to me. It looks a little, little high, but I don't really know. Um, the Velcro strap mount, they're, uh, one fifty four ninety five, and the spoke mount is two fourteen ninety five. Dang. That's steep for a button. One button. No, no. It looks like you might get two. Oh, <laughs> It's pretty cool, though, that you can get the same thing the NASCAR guys are are using, though. Yeah, I mean, heck, you know, if if that's what you're after, I mean, really, you're not going to put too much of a price on it. You're just going to buy the damn thing and be like, yeah, I'm badass now. Um, but, you know, hey, it, this is cool. I, for all the price aside, it, it's, it's neat. Yeah, I think my dream wheel is the AccuForce version 2 base with a Max Pappas NASCAR wheel with one of these buttons on it, if, or maybe two of them. Yeah, really nice stuff. Uh, uh, check that out. Carolina SimWorks, they have a Facebook page. Uh, they provide a lot of uh, rigs for the people in North Carolina, i.e. the NASCAR community, 
Uh, in fact, uh, Alex Bowman recently bought a cockpit from him. So. All right, next up is Fanatec, Fanatec, whatever, however you want to call it. I don't know how you say it. They've announced uh, a full replica McLaren GT3 wheel. And uh, it's for PC, Xbox, Xbox One, or P, uh, PlayStation 4, $170. And it's literally a McLaren wheel. I mean, it's, it's a replica. It even has the McLaren logo right on the front of it. I mean, it looks nice, guys. Carbon fiber everywhere. Yeah, I love the... It has... Um... F1-style dual clutch system on the back of it, so you have two paddles to shift, and then just below that, it looks like you have two paddles to work the clutch. So I'm not fully sure how that works, but I know that is really cool-looking, and we something I'd love to try out one day. And I thought the price was reasonable, considering what I'm looking at. What what does that work with, though? Like, I know for me, like, I have a G29. I can't switch out, you know... Well, I think it only works with Fanatec bases. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. Yeah, I assume it's I assume it's going to work on the new podium direct drive one they're doing, but I would assume the club sport and then I think they have the elite. The elite, yeah. But you're right. I didn't realize, I didn't even look at the price. I didn't want to when I first saw it cuz that will look super nice, but that actually seems like a reasonable price for that wheel. It's got a little display on it too. The LED display, nice. Yeah, I mean it's got, you know, lots of different buttons and knobs and whatnot uh, that you would expect on a Formula One style wheel. Yeah, if I was, uh, I mean, I kind of like the round NASCAR style, but. This is a very affordable price, 170 bucks, and it looks really good. I mean, it looks as good as any of the wheels we've seen out there. And some of those are very expensive. I'm going to jump off here, guys. I appreciate having me come in for a little bit. It was fun to hang out. Oh, you're welcome, John. Thanks for coming for the 100th episode, and we certainly appreciate you coming on. Come by anytime. Congrats on the 100th. It's a milestone right. for sure. Well, thank you. Take care, guys. All right. Later. And then, Tony, uh, let's jump to the next User one. Uh, there's another the formula wheel here from another company. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been following this one for a while. It's uh, from HPP Simulation. Um, and they finally got a video posted up on YouTube uh, testing it out. Um, and. Here again, I, I really wish I had more comments to say about this, but um, I'll just be bluntly honest, and I'm just not a fan of the F1 wheel. Um, I like a round wheel. Uh, I, I don't understand. I just, I, I plain out don't understand um, much about the F1 stuff. So, but we've we've been following it, and I, and I loved watching, uh, going through the whole build of this wheel, and, and uh, you know, all, all the precise uh, stuff they've been putting in, like the nice CNC pieces and everything. I mean, it, it's been it's been a neat ride watching them build it. I'm still not sure if I'm a fan of it. 
maybe I just need to try one of these type of wheels and, and see what I actually think about it. Yeah, I wonder what the price is going to be. Boy, it, it looks quite a bit different than the last one we just looked at. It's got a lot more buttons, a lot more colors, a bigger display, uh, big old LED, uh, you know, green, red, blue, you know, for your shifting indicators. And it's kind of neat to see in action. But yeah, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if I would want one. I'm still, I think, a round wheel guy. Maybe it's just because, um, you know, there's just too much going on on the wheel. Um, I mean, I'm looking at it, and there is a lot to look at. Now, this isn't just this wheel specific. This is all the uh, uh, the, the Formula One type stuff. Now, um, I'm fairly, uh, you know, I'm kind of ignorant. I just stick to NASCAR. That's that's what I like. <laughs> um, but you know, may, maybe I just gotta uh, open my open my mind a little bit and. And maybe I'm missing out on something really cool, which I probably am. You, like the, those wheels are nice, Tony. The the main problem with them, especially like if you're trying to use one to do like an endurance event or anyone, um, your hands will start cramping up during a stint. So if you, if you're running like an hour and a half stint for like an endurance race, but you know you do two stints like that, man, your your hands are going to be cramping real bad. Yeah. Yeah. And these, oh, sorry, yeah, let you go, Mike. All right, I'll go. Um, the biggest thing with these wheels is it's kind of specific to just road racing where I have the G29, which is a round wheel with a bunch of buttons and knobs, and I can go back and forth with just one wheel. Um, now, my dream setup would be a 15-inch nice oval wheel for oval racing, but if I ever went that route, I probably would eventually want to go with something of this nature for when I do hop in a road car, um, it just, I feel like a round wheel is just a little more universal, which is the biggest, um, downside to wheels of this nature, but they well, do look amazing. Well, they also have the BMW, uh, like GT wheel that is, you know, is meant for the endurance racing. So it's, uh, you can use that. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah see, if you're going to have a removable wheel, why not have both? Yeah. Yeah, like a perfect wheel for me, I don't even, they, they pro, I don't know if they exist. I may just have to find a wheel and then just build on it. But um, I, I run a Driving Force GT, like way old school. It's got a bunch of buttons and crap. I don't even use that stuff. Um, I need two buttons on my wheel, one for team speak and one for, uh, you know, in-race uh, chat. Um, other than that, I built myself a button box to ca take care of the rest of the stuff. It's well labeled, easy to look at, and easy to hit. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. Once you settle into what you need, uh, it's hard. You usually don't leave that. I'm kind of the same way. I kind of got a nice setup where I'm at, and probably not going to adjust too much. All right. Let's get into the next topic. Uh, final hardware topic is uh, sim experience has posted up in their f Facebook page that, hey, if you're interested in trying out one of our Stage 5 simulators and you live in the Maryland area, check out the Autosport Simulator Speedway. And it's someplace in uh, White Marsh, Maryland, where they have five of these Stage 5 uh, simulators, which are like the $25,000 ones. 
<laughs> Road trip, anyone? <laughs> That's only about four or five hours from where I live, so I'm the closest to that. If I was ever going to buy one, I would want to try it first. And this is a great opportunity to do that, you know? But they posted up a video. If you go to the website, it's autosportsimulatorspeedway.com. You can check out uh, more information, including the address, and go check it out. They have tickets available. It's uh, $5 per year for the license. And then they have a Arrive and Drive, nineteen ninety five per race. Uh, there's a weekend three race package, thirty nine ninety five for three races. Wow. So yeah, I think Sim Experience definitely has one of the premier motion cockpits out there, and. Uh, it, it, they have a neat design. It's this is the one that has kind of like the the shock absorbers that are attached to the back corners of the seat that kind of move the seat about, and it also has the uh, the back end slips to the left or right, and kind of your so your butt kind of moves left and right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's what you'd call like a full motion rig. Yeah, I would love to try something like that, but that is just too far for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take final topic. Uh, real iRacers going into the real world racing. None other than Ty Majeski is on our topic list. Guess uh, you couldn't could guess that, but uh, he's going to the Snowball Derby, guys, and he's going to win it this time. Uh, there's been a couple articles out there. One at speed51.com, another at shorttrackscene.com. Uh, one note was, you know, two drivers have dominated the super late model scene the last two years. No drivers have won more than Ty Majeski and Bubba Pollard. However, neither one of them has won the Snowball Derby as of yet. Uh, Majeski's come close. The last two years, he finished third each time. He t Majeski says, and we're going to have... We're going to have the best pit stops we've ever had because we got some of the guys coming down from Roush Fenway to pit the car. I mean it when I say that this is the most prepared that I feel like we've ever been going into this race. So I think it's about time for him to win that thing. Well, I mean, that that would just, you know, add to his, his resume. Um on this on this one article, um, they say he's, you know, boasting a winning percentage of more than fifty percent. I mean, but to get to get like this, you know, this the snowball derby to to have that notch on your on your headboard, so to speak, um, just that that would be huge for him. And a lot of NASCAR stars have come up by winning the snowball derby, you know, including Eric Jones. I think Christopher Bell, is that right? I don't know. There's been a bunch of them. Yeah, they, they also announced, I don't know if you saw this week, that the Xfinity series, the Roush Fenway number 60 car, is actually going to make a return full-time. And um, he's going to share it with um, Chase Briscoe and Austin Sindrick. So 
we are hopefully going to see a lot more time with Jeske. I mean, hopefully he picks up that win in the Snowball Derby. But I'm excited to watch him race more next year. Well, I think what's key is he just needs to outrun Jason Austin and make sure he's the best of the three and he's getting the best finishes. And uh, he'll end up with a ride, especially if he wins the Snowball Derby. That's a big, that's a pretty prestigious event. And boy, that 50%, that's something, man. Yeah, and, you know, just to continue what I've been saying for the last, you know, why it's it's just a matter of time for this kid. He is just too damn good. Um, he, he's going to come out on top. He really will. Yep. I just wonder how much of his talent is from iRacing, or is it natural talent? Because he seems so quick in everything he does. And I know he's the top-rated or top-two-rated drivers in iRacing, but... Like, does iRacing help him that much, or is he just that naturally talented that it overflows to iRacing? I'm really curious on at least his thoughts of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he would know. You know, it's he he might be right where he is if without iRacing. It's hard to say, you know, but uh, but it might be the other way around too. He obviously got his his in though because of his iRating, because of his what he's done in iRacing. I think that's what got him started. Yeah, it's really cool to give, because like any one of us could utilize this platform to get to that level, because um, we all have the same opportunity. I mean, he's shown off his laptop and his will. He doesn't have the top of the line crazy setup, and he's just naturally gifted. And I think it's really awesome to myself driving in the sim to know like, hey, if I get better, like it is achievable, you know? Right. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, good luck to him. Let's get into final thoughts. Uh, David Flowers, you're up first. Um, just can't wait to try dirt next week and going to run, you know, the last week of Atlanta and then run the uh, pro race for it next Tuesday. That's really it. All right. Tony Groves, final thoughts. Well, 100 episodes. Um, congratulations, Mike. I mean, I, I've been listening, uh, you know, basically since I found iRacing. I needed to have a podcast to, to listen to while I was at work. And now I'm able to uh, to be a part of this and be a part of the 100. I mean, that's that's really darn cool. Um, other than that, I mean, of course, I'm excited for Dirt and GRC. I'm drooling over that. I'm hoping uh, my work schedule lightens up here shortly so I can take full advantage of that coming up. Um I haven't done any pro races yet. We'll see what I, I might get one or two in, but uh, I'm just going to ride this wave and, and hopefully it calms down. Um, that's, uh, that's all I got for this week. Uh, just congratulations, Mike. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. William Gibson, final thoughts. No, I'm just honored to be here for the hundredth episode. Um, you guys have been amazing to drive and talk to and, um, hopefully I'm here for a while to come. I'm a little bummed out. I can't make the road to pro tonight, but I got some real life stuff to catch up on, especially after the week of black Friday. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm definitely excited to run with you guys, especially with the dirt license coming out. And hopefully I could contribute to the team a little bit more with my experience there and just really excited for this season to come. Absolutely. So. All right, my final thoughts. Yeah, it's great to be a part of the 100 episodes. I actually uh, haven't been here for all 100 personally. I, I think I missed maybe five or ten of those uh, where we had other people hosting when I had work 
problems and stuff. So uh, the reason I say that is this is a group effort. It's not only about me. Yeah, I'm the host. Yes, I put the topic list together. Um, and I've been here for most of the podcast, but uh, it's about everybody else who's been on here with me. I can't come on here and talk to myself. And so I appreciate you guys being here, David, Tony, William, and everyone else who's been here or hosted this podcast. Uh, Alan Pajari, who started it with me with Carlos Fonseca, Jose Pabon, all those guys, um, Brad Miller, um, they were on for a very long time and uh, we've had other people like Jeff Walton, Kyle Fleischman, David Smith. Um, I can't, I wish I would have kept a list of everybody who's been on the podcast, uh, but I, I was thinking about that earlier today. Boy, it would be cool if I could name off everybody, but I just can't possibly remember everyone who's actually contributed to this. Uh, but it's been a quite a list, and I appreciate everybody who's made it happen. So here we are. We're going on to the next hunter, guys. So with that, We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.